Welcome to Hill Law Firm Cases, a podcast discussing real-world cases handled by Justin Hill and the Hill Law Firm. For confidentiality reasons, names and amounts of any settlements have been removed. However, the facts are real, and these are the cases we handle on a day-to-day basis. Occasionally on this podcast, we get to have our friends, our colleagues, our co-counsel slash co-workers on to join us and discuss cases and issues and other things we've worked together. And I have Josh Fogelman here with me today, who's an injury lawyer in Austin, a really good friend of mine, a classmate from Baylor Law School. And him and I had the occasion over time to work on a few things together. But today we're going to talk about a case we worked on out of Austin. We're not going to say the name, Josh. We're not going to say the amounts. Um, But it was a really fascinating case with a really fascinating client, um, that had a really fantastic result. Tell me what you remember about the factual scenario. Yeah, this was definitely an interesting one. Um, so we represented uh, a woman um, who was visiting Austin from out of state with her husband, and they were staying at a hotel in downtown Austin. Um, our client was sitting in the lobby of the hotel waiting to speak with the concierge desk, and a ceiling tile collapsed and fell and struck her while she was sitting uh, there in the lobby. And it was an interesting injury case because uh, this particular client had a pretty extensive history of some physical and psychological injuries. Um, She had actually been a civil rights activist, was very involved in the civil rights movement. And because of her involvement in the civil rights movement, she had actually been subjected to a number of physical attacks that had left her with permanent injuries, as well as some pretty serious post-traumatic stress syndrome. And, uh, you know, when she was hit by this pretty heavy falling object um, that she was not expecting to strike her, it triggered um, both her physical and psychological injuries in a, in a permanent manner. One of the things that was interesting about the uh, about that case was the, the the incident was on video, correct? It was. There was some uh, security camera footage of the incident. It was it's pretty alarming. Yeah, which which sort of takes away some of the defenses that we see, and we talk about that on this podcast a lot. Um, are these uh, you know frivolous defenses, made up defenses? You see them in all the cases, and I always have to tell clients, no matter what your facts are, if it's on video, they're still going to have a, de- a defense to your case. In our case it seemed like the defense sort of kind of ran the gamut from, okay, that happened, but blame all these other people to then, okay, maybe it was our fault. Now let's blame her pre-existing injuries and her pre-existing psychological issues. Um, What did you find to be the sort of toughest element of that case? I thought the toughest element of that case was proving the extent of her harm. Uh, You know, one of the things that we struggle with with personal injury lawyers is so many of the cases that we see you can actually look at photographs of the physical injuries. It's very clear what has happened to a person. Oftentimes they will walk into the courtroom with a permanent reminder of what those physical injuries were, whether it's the loss of a limb or some permanent scarring, something of that nature. But when you're dealing with primarily psychological injuries, it can be a little bit more challenging to really present that in a way that you feel comfortable and confident a jury will identify with and understand. And and this was one of those cases. 
you know, I always tell people if you can't see it on an X-ray, then it's a tougher it's a tougher damage to explain to a jury and make them understand the extent of the injury. <clears throat> you brought me involved. You got me involved in that case to help you work on some of the issues. Um, I thought it was a really interesting case. I thought we had a hard time. Um, I thought we were going to have a hard time proving that what she was hit by was going to be sufficient to say that it caused any sort of uh, brain injury. Her doctor said it did. She had great doctors, treating doctors that had known her prior and after. After I read their documents, I thought maybe we don't have that problem. Um, and another thing I like to talk about is this was not your normal case. I mean, this was not a slip and fall. It wasn't a car wreck. It wasn't sort of what people think about personal injury cases. This was a woman who got hit by a water-soaked ceiling tile while she was at a downtown Austin hotel. It's just sort of a strange uh, factual scenario. Uh, recently, we had a um, mediator from San Antonio on here to talk about mediation. This case, we worked together, got settled in mediation. What did you think about mediation? Um, did you think you got a good result for your client? Would you work with that mediator again? Yeah, I thought the mediation in that case was interesting. If you remember, we actually flew a Texas mediator to Maryland and met and actually conducted the mediation out of state. In fact, most of the parties came from Texas to go and accommodate our clients and ability to travel. Um, this particular mediator is someone that I had worked with also in another catastrophic case that we had. And he was, ex he was an outstanding mediator. This mediation was, uh, was pretty interesting because oftentimes in mediation, there's a lot of back and forth, uh, you know, nickel and diming uh, each other on the other side, each side nickel and diming each other until you finally get uh, into the kind of meaningful money territory. Well, th this mediation wasn't like that. It was large, long pauses, and it became pretty clear early on, um, just based on the communications we had, that we were we had a good chance at getting it done. I thought this particular mediator did an outstanding job. One of the most difficult things that we deal with in mediations, too, as you know, Justin, is managing client expectations. And <clears throat> particularly when you're dealing with a client who's either been brain injured or they're dealing with some debilitating psychological issues, establishing and managing their expectations can be really challenging. Um, oftentimes you have issues in your case that are outside your control, perception issues, causation issues, things like that, that clients can sometimes maybe minimalize because this has been such a, a major life-changing incident and, and you have to work with them to help them understand what the risks are. And in this particular case, I thought both you and I and the mediator did a great job of managing a very complicated client. And uh, yeah, because a lot of times I think you get clients who, especially when they've had pre, pre-existing or previous injuries, they almost start to see this this lawsuit or this one chance at recovery as their chance to recovery recover for their entire history of, of being wronged or having injuries or having exacerbation of injury. So I think in that case, it was sort of part of it. We were dealing with a, we can only prove this portion of what you're dealing with. And, you know, her family, a mediator, everybody did a good job. But this is the only mediation I've ever had where I've flown a Texas mediator out of state. And I didn't, I forgot about that, but we had a San Antonio defense lawyer, a San Antonio plaintiff's lawyer, an Austin plaintiff's lawyer, a Dallas mediator. Did I get everybody? I think that's right. Uh, we had our insurance adjusters had also flown in from 
New Houston, York. Uh, is that right? Uh-huh. I think New we, York. We had some we had some people from yeah. all over the place for yeah. sure. It was interesting. And then we ate crab cakes. We did, yeah. <laughs> we had a successful mediation and, and all went out and had a great time together afterwards. It was a successful day. Okay. I'm gonna have Josh back on again. We're gonna talk about some other issues and have him shine some light on sort of the, the practice of personal injury law, what he thinks about San Antonio, what he thinks about practicing in Central Texas. Uh, but we'll have him on again. Thank you.